Okay. The podcast has begun. The prophecy has started where we rise to fame and just uh, become the best podcast in the world. This is the prophecy that's begun. The manifestation of the future has begun. The Night Meetups podcast is here. Angus Munro, introduce yourself. You just did. Um, yeah. Been uh, in the works, this has been. In the works. Mm, definitely. I mean, you say in the works, but it's been really just, it all comes down to fucking getting the ball rolling. It comes down to effort. Yeah. And money. For sure. But, but um, it's like, spend money to make money. you got to put it in to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Tom? You didn't even introduce yourself. Oh, everyone knows me. Oh, <laughs> no, no, oh my God. Oh. Hey, you can't even introduce yourself. You sound like such a wanker when you... Hello, my name is Harris Stratton. I am actually currently studying at university. Like, ugh, gross. You'll find out who I am through the conversation. I don't need to introduce myself. Jamie. Jamie. Running the tech. Stuttered. Before this started... We have no idea. We're well, lucky Tommy's here. Just, just as a pref, uh, just as a preface. The amount of effort just legit. to get two more yeah, to work at the same oh, yeah, time. Yeah, up until five minutes ago, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so <laughs> we're good. But it goes to show the situation we've been put in with our life. You've made this possible. Imagine us stumbling over to this for whatever reason. We've had you as a friend in childhood. You've gone. You've come back. When you're like, we're like best mates. Like our whole group is oh, so tight, so, so bad. And this man is a tech whiz, sound engineer, young Jamie on our side running the tech for us buffoons right us apes this guy just knows what matrix, to do bro. what matrix it is the matrix, we're gonna, the matrix. we're gonna take off i think our individual lives are leading up to like it, it's no we're taking advantage of the privilege that we have it's like we're not we're taking advantage of all of not all of it but of what we've been given in life like not everyone has the chance to do this not everyone has a friend like this yeah not everyone has a fr- i don't not everyone has a friend like i have to you you know what i mean it's pretty special mm. And when you can find that, it's a fucking beast. Yeah. I see so many friend groups that are just, you can tell are fake. And mm. that's one thing that pisses me off, just fakeness. I said it last night, I'll say mm. it again. Like, people just being like fake to one another just so they either don't have beef Oof, or something. The table. Or, yeah. I don't know. I just don't like fucking fake people. Mm. It's, it's not even like they're trying to be fake. It's the fact that like they're not comfortable in a situation, so they are just trying to chameleon to to make you think that they're not being fake. You know what I mean? They want to be themselves, but they're so scared to be themselves because they're so scared of how society and how you will judge them. But if you're just a fucking cool, calm, collected man and you don't give a fuck what anyone thinks and you can just talk about the topics that you're comfortable with, like if you can talk about with a stranger a topic that isn't your hobby, isn't their hobby, isn't your work, if you can just say, hey man, like me and Tom were talking about yesterday. Uh, what's it like? Isn't it weird that like you can't just stand in the middle of your house and just be on your phone? You have to be on a lounge. Like it's just the way how we are as humans. It's just weird to do that. Or if you walk over to someone and you stand right next to them in an empty room, you have to talk to them. It's weird if you don't. It's a norm of society. Yeah, but why the fuck would you just go over to a random stranger and just stand there next to them? You know, obviously what I'm not saying. trying to be but like... Th- ready to that, right? You never do that. But I'm saying, why can't I talk about that topic to a stranger? He oh. can't grasp the, the frequency I'm talking at because he's just like, oh, what? I'm not friends with you. I can't, right? It's like, I can talk about that to anyone. Someone could sit down right here and whatever they're interesting, they'll talk about their life and they tell me a little nuance. I say, I dig into the nuance. I go, oh yeah, well, why is your... Why do your coworkers pick on you? What do you do 
that make them pick on you? Are you an easy target? Like mm. shit like that. You can go into depth, but most people just go, yeah, work. What have you been up to? Nothing much. Just back to work. And you go, oh yeah. What are you selling at uni? Oh yeah, just uni. Doing uni? Yeah, fuck. Interesting, bro. Like it, there's no depth to conversations with strangers, but I feel like we now group. We just go in heavy. We go in deep. We just talk about whatever the fuck we want, which is what this podcast is, which is why we want to do this. Yeah, like, I remember one thing that you said years ago to me. When we, I think it was like, even when we were at a In server, the micro. Keep it close. What a fucking, you know. Yeah. You were like, fool, looking at the ground like a spud. Yeah, I've, Take the insult, absorb it, and then reject it's, it. And I'm then absorbing it right now. That's why I'm breathing. Sarcastic. Yeah. Hold joke. On, let me. Sarcastic insult, bro. It's not real. Nothing's real. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Yeah, I was saying like, I remember. I'm not sure where we were, what we were doing, but like a couple of years ago, you were saying something like, um, "Isn't it strange how you hear birds and whatnot?" They could have just like fucking flown like piles and just land on the same tree. They will like talk. You can hear them like chirp or whatnot. Mm. That like, goes for any animal. But humans will pull up in a gas station, get out of out of our car. There'll be another fucking human right next to mm. you. But you instantly put up a fucking guard to yeah. like not talk to them. 100%. You're like, oh, I'm going about my my day. It's it's a bit weird. Yeah, how we are as a society. It's because there's so many of us and that's the difference between living in a city and a country yeah. rural area mm. because humans are still special. You see that person in the country as a human being, not as an obstacle as people see in the city. Human beings in traffic, they're in my fucking way. People on the sidewalk, they're in my fucking way. People at the counter, they're just fucking fuckwits. When you're in a country town, you're driving down the road, like out in the middle of whoop whoop, you see a car every like an hour and every time... Oh, you're waving at the window because that's a fellow human being. It means something to you. It's yeah. like you're in space traveling across the universe. Mm-hmm. And there's no humans around. But when there's humans there, you take each other for granted. And that's where we lose that intimacy between our species. Like people don't see humans as humans. People break up into races. People break up yeah. into cultures. It's bullshit. We're just, just, you can talk to anyone and find something in common. It's not hard. You just have to oh, ask yeah, the no right way. questions. Everybody likes like something. Everybody has something in common. Like, you just got to make the effort to conversate. Yeah, it's all about lift, It's all about stepping out of your shoes and into theirs. It's mm. a perspective. It's like allow their thoughts to run onto you mm. and then take in whatever their situation is so then you can use your empathy. Like they're struggling at work and you go, oh yeah, that would suck because you, know, you have a family, right? And they go, yeah, of course I have a family. And you say, well, what's that pressure like with your family? Do you feel like... You know, you're getting support you need as like, say you're a man in the household and you're the pillar. Like, are you really being supported? Who who supports you? And he'll be like, oh. like not many guys get asked that question out in the middle by a stranger or even in their family or their friends. No one talks about that, that would, shit. That would hold, that question has, holds a lot of power. It's like that incredible. could break a man, I feel like, if they if you catch him in the right moment. It's, it's one of those things that's like, it doesn't get spoken about. Mm. Men health, you know? That could chop someone down because... It's true. That's why. That's one of the reasons why male suicide is higher than female suicide because guys don't confide, especially adult men. Yeah, we just You're, don't talk. You know, you, you just talk shit, but there's no depth to it. Mm. But it's also, as you're an adult, you have all this pressure, you have this job you're maintaining. Your wife confides in you because that's just usually, I know gender roles are changing, but there's like this evolutionary gender role where the man 
is a protective person. You see it with UFC fighters. The baddest UFC fighters will have like Navy SEAL husbands because they still want someone to take care of them for whatever reason. It's not right, it's not wrong, but they choose to be like that because they want a man that they can't fuck up. They want a man that can take care of them. It's a weird. Mm. So like as that Navy SEAL, who's that Navy SEAL depend on? His other Navy SEAL mates, right? But if they don't have that, who do they have? It's no one. Yeah. They're just out. They're at the top of the hill. They say it's lonely at the top because you have no one else to fucking relate to. You mm. can't aspire. You're there by yourself. It's funny that you mentioned Navy Seals because that's mm. one of, you know, um, the guy who played Kylo Ren in Star Wars, Adam Driver. Was he's a, a stud. He was in Navy Seal. Was he? Yeah, and he started this drama course within like the Navy Seals. Whoa, to get that's interesting to as fuck. Yeah, it was to get people to open up because of like pe- people who like got PTSD after the Navy and wanted somewhere to kind of put their energy just because they're... Expression. They're, that yeah, is awesome. To yeah. Themselves. To bottle so, it up. Yeah. So it's like um, bottle, I mean. stage work and stuff like that. So like um, more, more like a play rather than like a movie or a screenplay. Mm. So they do um, plays and stuff and he goes to the Navy and gets them to play roles and stuff like that if they're interested in it. That's interesting as hell. Mm. Tom, you haven't introduced yourself. Introduce yourself. Plug them. I'm plug the music, bro. Oh nice. my God. Get on that. Let's talk about... Uh, oh, nice one. Fuck. Man. Oh, jeez. This table needs a screw or two, but... Fuck <laughs> no. I won't be able to move it. All right. What, Express yeah, yourself. Plug myself. Well, I'm not like mine. Eh. Doesn't matter. Nah, they'll hear you. Yeah. Um, they can deal with it for the first episode. First episode. Is this the first episode? This is the first proper episode. Well, yeah. So this isn't like a test. This no, I had like a pilot episode we did just with kept phone on the table. I listened to it. It sounded all right. There wasn't much coherency because we were all talking over each other, but the chat was decent. So I'm like, let's just get into it. Why have a test episode? This is it. Yeah. It's only going to get better from here. We're already starting at a great point. Well, I got to say, even I could like pick up on the fact like how different conversations would start just by talking. Mm. Like, it, like it was a natural conversation. It wasn't forced. We were looking at dot points and stuff like that. It yeah. just one thing would lead into another. I feel like with a f- if you're trying to extract information from a certain person dot points might be required in case things go dead because you don't know them as a human being. They might not be able to grab onto the concepts. But our friends like us, mm. we feed into each other's. It's like we spiral together. You know what I mean? Mm, We've yeah. grown up together. We know. We don't need... Dot points would take away the speciality. Like I thought about making dot points, but mm. no. And dot points would... Yeah, like you were saying, dot points would be good for somebody that you're not... Not that you're not comfortable with them, but you, you don't know them. You're not as close with them. You don't know much about them. Mm. Like Peter Overton. Yeah. Like I would like to challenge that though. I would purposely not go in with dot points for if we were to do mm. Peter Overton because I would Overton. because I, oh, what is it Overton? 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 Yeah, see, I, I said that Overton. as well. I thought it was How disrespectful! I don't even know the man's name, and I would like <laughs> to talk to him. Like, fuck me, I'm just it's disgusting. Like, who fuck. knows where you could be wrong? Could I need to Overton learn his name. Yeah, I don't know, but like oh, that whole point is just so I don't Jamie, like it. Jamie, you pulled that up, Jamie. Um, what were we saying? Fuck. Uh. Yeah, Peter Overton, I wouldn't want dot points because I feel like it would pull you out. Because as he's talking, your your mind, your conscious mind, your subconscious is taking it in. It's interested. But your conscious mind is focusing on what do I ask next? What's next? Yeah. What's next? Overton. Be- oh, what is it? Overton. He's Overton. Himself, what a stud, bro. King, bro. <laughs> I want a t-shirt with him on it. Just him. With next, like with Tigers, bro. Like Mike Tyson. Just, anyway. No, I said, yeah, with Peter, o- with Peter Overton, I would think that having a dot point would take me out of the conversation. I would want to talk to him and then 
be like in his conversation rather than residually looking at what to talk next because then that's going to throw him that would throw any guest off no he'd be used to it he'd be used to it he's in the media all the time yeah Yeah, but still it's like but even if he's used to it it's also kind of like oh this guy's not real on the ball like he'd lose interest I feel I I disagree I think it would throw him off that I'm just talking to him he's grown up in media where it's time frames time frames dot points Agendas. That's what if I, I sat he down? Use dot points. He'd be like, "Oh, this is boring. I do it all the time." But Wait, so you're, you're saying he wouldn't want dot points? I'm saying if you were to go about your approach with no dot points, yeah, that'd be. I feel like that'd be better. Hundred percent. Yeah, because he would be a bit spooked or like he'd embrace it because mm. he's grown up. Yeah, with old school media, like rules, regulations, time frame. Always got a fucking notepad. Journal, hey, Pete, sit down, chat as long as you want. I'm here to listen. I'm here to talk. I want to just find out about you and he'd be like your brain apart bro he'd be like what you know but I feel like maybe like 15 minutes in he'd sink into our he'd come in off his world seek into our frequency and just chat yeah you gotta pull someone in with those just being yourself being yourself pulls someone into trusting and being themselves you open up to someone they open up back to you you know Hmm. Tom explain yourself you haven't introduced yourself well yeah I'm just the the you're more than the sound tech. You're Thomas McGlynn, bro. Yeah, bro. You're part of the fucking group. You're a big part of the group. Just like we all are. Well, I imagine we all are. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, I know. See, this is, the part, this is the part where I get thrown off. Yeah, because you're trying to answer a question. Yeah. You're trying to come up. Well, how about I ask you questions and you yeah, just yeah, answer? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. All right. So you love your music. Yes. Where did that stem from originally? Was it from Foo Fighters? Was that what grabbed you or did you always have this passion? Like what made you want to be a musician? What was the, is it intrinsic? Was it extrinsic? Were you born to be it or did you grow into it? I I don't know. I'd like to think, I I like to think that everyone's kind of born with their purpose. Like everyone, like it's fate. fate, Yeah. It's written out for you. Okay. But, um, I know I started playing music. I started playing guitar when I was, 13 maybe and then I only 13 that's late when you yeah, think about well, it like I, I stopped playing I went to a performing arts school and I got asked to leave for <laughs> reasons bad boy bad boy no, Kurt bad. Cobain over here paving your own way prick mm. anyway esoteric I had, to, I had man. to leave and that kind of ruined music for me for like two years maybe ruined it for you yeah I didn't touch a guitar I didn't sing or anything from that bad experience the yeah. trauma of it well so I, I played guitar when I was sorry actually I would have started playing guitar when I was 11 or 12 and that I hated playing guitar that yep. was, I did not enjoy it whatsoever yep. and then I got into that performing arts school for singing but I didn't tell anyone that I told people that I got into guitar because I was embarrassed and then after Aww. I had to leave that school no, I'm being serious. Like, that's shit. You have to, like, change your passion. It doesn't matter now. Yeah, of course. You're um, here now. Yeah, but I had to, after I left that school, I stopped playing. I didn't talk about it. And then I'm, a kid moved to my school from overseas, the new school I was at. And he was really interested in music. So I just... And I was a good mate with him. So I got picked back up guitar. And then... I don't know. I think... He introduced me to a few different... Like, he introduced me to Hendrix and stuff like that. Like, yeah. things I hadn't listened to before. I Initially, I'd only listened to music that was on the radio. Yeah. I wasn't interested in anything else. And, like, Dad was forcing cultures on me, and I wasn't really a big fan of that. Yeah. But then when... 
yeah, I guess after he started introducing me to different types of music, I was more inclined to go and look for different types of music. Mm. And then so after like finding Foo Fighters and stuff like that, that kind of pushed it pushed me more in a direction rather than just music itself. It was like, I want to make this music or I want to listen to that specifically. Yeah. So what do you think was the turning point where you went, all right, let's lock in, let's actually go to be a musician. What, what was the, what was the point in your life when you said, Hey, this is it. This is where I'm going. When you said, fuck everyone else's choices in life. This is my life. I want to be this. I think I had like an inkling of it. Like I, I wanted to do it, but there wasn't, like you can't, you can go to uni and do stuff like in music and all of that, but yep. that, uh, like I can't think of many big musicians who have gone to university or college for music and then made a career out of it as a musician. It doesn't mm. really work. That, that could way. be wheezy wazzy. There's music. Music comes from many different ways. You yeah. don't have to go to uni. Yeah, great. So like I, I remember mum, <laughs> mum was trying to get me to go to uh, uni for music well she wasn't trying to she just said like it'd be a good thing to do just further education in music which wouldn't be a bad idea but i don't have much interest in doing university yep and then she was telling me like look for people who were are successful and that went to university i found john mayer um and then i found out that he dropped out after six months yeah and he went to like Berkeley Music College. Like That's what happens to all these these amazing stuff. people. They yeah, I started uni, I dropped out because I didn't want to do what everyone yeah, else did. Exactly. It's and that's brain. nothing. That's nothing bad on like um, the university. It's like pretty prestigious and <laughs> bang the table university. Again. But a lot of the people that seem to have made it, I was saying this to you on Car Idea. They don't. It doesn't look like they've gone to uh, except like journalists and stuff like that because that is quite niche. I mean, there's not, there's only so many places you can go with journalism. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. That's not completely correct. But in in terms of you have your, um, it's very direct, I think is the word I'm looking for. So yeah. if you're studying journalism, you're going into uh, like news presenting or reporting and it's quite specific. Mm. But if you're studying like music, like the arts music course, that's fucking everything. Yeah, like but you get in there and you start learning about you start you completely learn it from scratch. Mm. Like you start learning how to play piano again, and so they can teach you how to learn keys and read music, which would be helpful for me because I can't do any of that. But I've come this far without it, so I don't yeah. feel the need to do it. Yeah, that's fucking good because I feel like you could name any artist, and none of them would have had to have gone to a university or some kind of extra learning outside of school for their style of music because it's so original mm. and a school isn't going to be able to teach that yeah you can't teach uniqueness That's yeah the whole a complete like further education negates creativity mm. it put it it's like it's like you go to learn how to be something but through being that they put you in a box and tell you what you need to be mm-hmm. when that is the opposite of what creativity is. Mm. Like my favorite, my favorite journalists aren't, it's not like they're not educated. Like one of them is all gas, no brakes. You heard of him? Yeah. Absolute beast. Just crazy guy. Like he grew up, he wanted to go hitchhiking. He just sent it, which he went hitchhiking, wrote a book on his own like intuition, has become madly successful making documentaries and actually painting uh, a picture of like the false the the biases in media and he's this 
non-biased person who makes funny videos and it's really deep mm. you have like Hamilton Morris it's a psychedelic journalist he's a chemist but I he I, I'm pretty sure I watched a documentary when he was in high school or college making documentaries like without like really being a proper journalist he might have been studying for it but this passion was deep in before he actually was a journalist you know what I mean like it's the passion that's what creates a journalist, not actually knowing how to be a journalist. It's the passion that cre- it's the passion that creates anything. Yeah. That anything great. Mm. Like you don't just do it to do it. You have to do something to be like you have yeah. to be passionate to do something. You can't just do it to be passionate. You know what I mean? Mm. You have to be motivated by something, whether that's like Chris with money, that's his drive to yeah. be like get the best job that he can, or whether it's just I really like this, I want to master it just because I want to be fucking good at it. Like, yeah. Those are the people that are great at those things because they like have that self-motivation to go on and do that kind of shit. I always wonder what what made them have the drive for money. Was that their upbringing? Were they born like that? Is it just a different... Like, is it, is it just being wide different? Or is it you trying to fulfill a part of your soul? You know what I mean? Well, I is feel- it trying to make up... I feel like Chris is a pretty whole person. He's come through things and he's a, he's a good person. And it's like, I see him and I I don't think he's trying to like compensate for anything. I think he is just his personality. He's a giver. It's whether that's sales, whether that's being generous, he's always trying to get things for the boys. This is Chris Howie, our friend, uh, another close mat that will be on the podcast. He'll be the Joey Diaz of our podcast. Funny. Unit. Right? <laughs> and I think that he does it purely because that is like it's a deep rooted part of his personality. It's just to take things that he has and give them to someone else, whether that be through selling books, which is his job, mm. or whether that is, boys, do you want teas? Get a drink, pump a drink, boys, grab it mm. out of the fridge. Yeah. He just wants to offload X, Y, and Z to another person. Mm. It's a p- trend that happens in his personality. Yeah. And we have formed a friendship around that in a way. Mm. And some, and you can learn from him and say, "Hey, he is good at sales and finances. I can learn from him. He's also very generous. I can learn from him, and that makes us a better human being." And then through having a good friend group of all these like really cool people and people that we think are actually nice people, surround yourself with good people, you become a good person. Which is, I think, is what we've done. Which is why this podcast is going to be so bloody good. I speak with confidence, not arrogance. Mm. I swear. Yeah. Well, I feel like with Chris. Like, when I say that money is determination, that's just because that's what we need. This is perfect. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, I've been like this distance the whole time. I don't know, man. I don't know, like, I I don't know. Sorry, continue. I don't know. We're talking about wanking about distances of mics. I'm just going here, licking, like, my lips so they're not fucking dry. Yeah. I think it's going soon. (laughs) I didn't want to yeah, so do Young I. Young Jamie but, can just... So, so do I. But, um, yeah, I feel like that's just his... If it, it, Because that's what we live off. That's the main thing in everyone's life. Like, every human, that is what we need to survive, basically, in this world. Money. Obviously, we don't. People go off the grid and live off the fucking like, land. Yes. But I feel like if, if money wasn't our motivation like if money wasn't the very thing we lived off like and it was something else Chris would go for that something else because Chris is like that's what I need to live 
I will go and do that. Mm. I feel like that's what Chris's like personality is. Definitely. Like whatever benefits me more in this life, I will go and like try and get. Of course. And I view like money as in if there wasn't money, it'd just be trade. And money mm. is a better way of just trading. It definitely is. It just makes, it it's a more streamlined, efficient thing which has made our society grow so effectively. Fuck trading potatoes and shit, bro. Trade potatoes for two gold? Like, that's just retarded. Mm. Like, I, how about like potatoes into money, money into gold? Like, it's it's this middleman that has become the god of our Western society because everyone believes in it. It does. It's not real. It's, it's not tangible. Real, no it's ones and zeros and zeros and ones in the Skype at nowhere. But through our belief in it, like when people believe in Christianity, it gives it a reality, which is why our perception is our reality. No, If everyone just woke up tomorrow and said, what is this? It's the same as bark on a tree. It means nothing to me. There's so much of it. I don't need it. And everyone rejected the idea of money. And everyone says, no, let's just grab shit. It'd be carnage. But you could do it. If everyone truly believed, you could put a spray in the air and everyone goes, I don't give a fuck about money anymore. Or the world, I can't even. We collapse. I bro. cannot. Or maybe we're at a point of such uh, privilege that we can go. Oh, and now just divvy up things evenly. That's the ultimate, like half glass, glass half full type of way of looking at. It. But like we have all this abundance. Say, oh, if money doesn't mean anything, are you gonna take it from people or are you gonna give to people? No, every this world is so fucked. It wouldn't, not none of that would happen. It'd just go into riots and fucking people would be murking each other. It'd be it'd, fucked. It'd hey. be. Well, look at what happened when the protests. <laughs> it happened. would be fucking insane, cunt. Remember the protests? I remember seeing videos, and it was in Santa Cruz. Yeah. At the time when the like the Black Lives Matter protests had just kicked off. Yeah. And it was all like the people who were just capitalizing on like a really shit situation yeah they took it they took away from what it meant 100 percent. sad like eh? look at what happened like they rioted well they weren't even the rioters they were just looting mm. and that yeah, like, was like a very good example of money just went out the window people didn't care about that they weren't stealing money like they were fucking i saw a video of um it was five kids in santa cruz running out of a surf store with four boards under their arm each and those boards like $900 boards. Best day of their life. Yeah. But it's wrong. It's wrong. 100% it's wrong. But they made it. Because what happened was that man's business now goes under. Exactly. And you have legit rippled effect and you have butterfly affected his whole life and he might even end up killing himself mm. in a year's time. Like shit like that can happen. All mm. because some kids ooh, ran in just because the mob mentality told him there was allowed. Society in that one day told him that it's okay and they just took advantage of that. They had no ethics. They didn't hold themselves true. They just got affected by the mob. Like, that's how powerful society is. If you're with a group of people that says, it's okay to do this, you'll do it. Sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes people are just after the fucking, I want to feel a bit fucking risky. I want to do something a bit risky. Mm. Like Go skydiving. I can steal something. Don't hurt another person. Mm. Very true. Some people just live in that. Yeah. Well, what time are you going? How long are we going for? Uh, and I, I don't know, it doesn't say time. Ah. A while. We just keep going. Well, well I've got to be fucking done by like 5.30, so... Six minutes. Six minutes, yeah, let's fucking talk about something. Alright, okay. let me run into the black yeah. hole scenario. Can I bring in the black hole? Yeah, yeah let's go with that in six minutes. Alright, Nudacrass Tyson was, was talking to this kid, and you look up, you look up, it's called 
uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson blows a kid's mind. And he asks the question of what happens when a black hole collides with a black hole? Neil deGrasse Tyson is blown away. He goes, how could you even... How does a child your age conceive this idea of this such such an important question? And you'd expect Neil deGrasse Tyson to go, oh, they just collide and it creates a big one. But he goes in deep on this and he says, uh, what actually happens is like when they hit there is a point in time when the disruption of the fabric of space-time gets rippled and ripped and fucked, like skull-fucked so hard by these things getting close, right? There is a point when they collide that there is this point in between the two black holes, which is which is a ripple in space-time. It could be a wormhole, they believe, right? So they think, well, this is what I speculate. He never said it could be a worm, but I think it, like from my own drawing conclusions, which has no basis in any evidence, Right? I think that it it might be like a wormhole. The whole scenario of this being a ripple in time is backed up by Einstein's equations, right? Proven. He said it was beyond Neil deGrasse Tyson's comprehension of physics. He is not smart enough, which goes to show the depth of knowledge that humans have, right? That Neil deGrasse Tyson, the spokesperson of science, isn't smart enough. Mm. Like, that is yeah, ridiculous, right? So, I see this, right? In between here, there's a point in the middle of these two colliding black holes where it is a it's where space time is so collided it is the opposite of something his black hole which is nothing something it's in between that it's it's intangible it's another realm right essentially right and he says if you come at that and you hit the trajectory to go in between the two black holes you will exit at the time you went in which means it's a time warp it doesn't exist if you think of that, like you, it's like enter a circle at six o'clock. You exit at six o'clock. Then you enter back into it at six o'clock. You exit it at six o'clock. It's just a, it, it doesn't, so that that isn't comprehensible. So they must speculate what that is. So you think like that is a, uh, it's a portal to the next dimension. It might be the, 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 the next thing, right? So I was mm-hmm. thinking, all right, if we go deeper on this, a black hole is at the center of our galaxy. Black holes are at the center of galaxies and that's what creates the mass which makes galaxies like the Milky Way and the Andromeda galaxy orbit around a black hole. And humans can probably, can't even go to Andromeda because our speed isn't fast enough. We have to create wormholes to really go places. Mm. So we can't go to a black hole because it's too far. We well, have we can limited- find one because there are rogue black holes. Yeah, but ro- but that's still so far away because like we're in this galaxy, we're in this big black hole. Yeah. Then in that zoom in galaxy, in that solar system, and we can't even get from one galaxy to a galaxy. Imagine trying to get to that black hole. So you think further in time, billions and billions of years ago, billion no billions and billions of years forward, humans are hella advanced, a whole other generation, just like perfect beings, higher beings, more evolved, if you would say, right? They are coming to the end of the universe. The our black our galaxy, like our whole like our whole black hole galaxy, has is colliding with another black hole. So the only ever time that a black hole would ever black uh, the only ever time a black hole would collide with another black hole is when our world is ending. Is when humans either cease to exist forever or they send it through that trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. Because humans can't get to other black holes at the moment limited to our thing, right? Limited to our technology. But say they were to discover a wormhole and to go through it. Therefore, they can they can escape that first black hole colliding, right? 
But eventually, the world, the universe, black holes go into black holes, go into black holes, go into like turning to bigger black holes, right? Then eventually, there'll only be two black holes left and humans will be wherever they are, maybe just floating in this self-sufficient space realm, right? Hmm. The last black holes collide and that destroys our universe. It'll just end everything, right? It is the end of the universe in billions and billions and billions of years. So the humans are there at that point, the last hurrah of our whole universe. As soon as that black hole collects, connects, boom, one black hole implode, our universe ceases to exist forever, Mm -hmm. right? So these humans are there and they go, all right, we need to get our Genesis ship and shoot on that trajectory and we're going in where you never come out. Boom, they go in. Wormhole, they shoot, boom, they land in another universe. And then they go around in this super advanced ship and go to a place called Earth. And then they drop, uh, like the start of Prometheus, they drop a person onto the river. He commits suicide. A god commits suicide and puts his genetics into the water to create intelligent life. Then humans evolve from that and then humanity is created. And then, one, and then one of the wanks, right? I thought, all right, how would you create a storyline? There's this man called Adam. He is a time traveler. He discovers time traveling. Time travels to the end of time with these people. There's a lot of shit that goes on, but I can't really, like we got to run, we run out of time. He time travels to the end of time. He's with these high being. He becomes enlightened, bro, with these people. They say, he's asked, why don't you guys have genders? He goes, genders causes problems, just like we witness now. If we get rid of genders, we evolve mentally, right? Mm. So he says, all right, gender is stupid. You guys don't need me. He goes, realistically, who are you? He goes, you guys can survive without meat. Yes. So why do you eat meat? You're causing harm to animals. It makes no sense. He's like, oh, but I've just grown up eating meat. That's how it is. He goes, no, you don't need to eat meat. You the only like it doesn't matter what your society thinks. When you die, the next generation won't eat meat because they'll know it's morally wrong. And as you evolve morally, you become enlightened as people. So in thousands of years, they'll look back on us eating meat and will they look at us like savages? Like we look at the Spartans killing each other for sport. Mm. Savages. They'll think of that the same way we thought about eating meat. So he's enlightened. He becomes aware of all these things. He shoots to the next generation. They go to another planet and he gets, and he's like, they drop off, they start, they create Earth or whatever planet it is. Then they go to another Earth, Earth as in an habitable planet. They ask him, what do you want to do? And he goes, can you give me my own planet? They say, sure, there's billions of planets. We're going we're gonna to spread life across the whole galaxy of this universe and then the system will start again, the black holes will end and then they'll have to shoot through the next one. That's how humanity is created and, and exists. It's a sequence, a paradox that keeps happening. So he drops down on his own thing and they say, would you? he drops down on his own plan and they say, would you like anything? And he says, can I go back and get my wife so I can die a happy man? And he says, sure. They warn him, they say, are you sure? Gender, mixing genders is not smart. You should not bring your wife. It'll just cause issues, right? Because it is a lower, like the, it's, it's lower enlightenment. You have enlightened. How about we bring back your wife and you and we make you, we evolve you and we make you non-gendered so you guys will be a better species. He goes, you don't, you don't need to reproduce. We're too superior for that. It's, we only needed reproduction like that to get us to that point where we could no longer need it. It was a, an evil necessarily. It was an evil that was necessary to evolve and now it's no longer needed. It dies out just like our movable ears die out through evolution. We no longer need it, so it just goes away. So he says, no, no, I disagree. I want my wife. He goes, all right, I'll go get her. 
what's her name? So I can go find her. He goes, her name's Evelyn, bro. Adam and Eve, right? They fucking land. They're chilling. There's animals around them. It's utopia. The Garden of Eden, bro, right? His name is Adam Eden in the movie. It'd be fucking weird, right? It'd just freak people out. So, so then they're living life. They're happy. They're enjoying it. And she goes up to him because she hasn't experienced the enlightenment over the years and years and years. He's time traveled with these people for thousands of years. He's an enlightened being. She isn't. She's only the product of her time, just like we're the product of our time. She goes, Adam, I'm so hungry. I just want to eat meat. Can we kill that rabbit and cook it and eat it? And he says, no, we can't do that. They said, don't do it or we will no longer be enlightened and evolved. She's like, no, please. I just, why? What's wrong? We just eat meat. We've always eaten meat our whole life. Let's just eat meat. And he's like, no, they said, this goes on forever. She eventually convinces him. So he sharpens a stick and the rabbit's just sitting there. Just fucking destroys the rabbit as it looks at him. The rabbit had no idea. The rabbit had no idea what's going to happen. He just did the most mean thing. He killed an innocent animal that had no fear. Fear wasn't a thing for this thing. They regress back to the apes that they are. Their enlightenment is stripped away from them because they have acted in a horrible way, right? This is ending, right? So then these people feel ashamed. Like, look at us. We're disgusting. So then they have then then they evolve um what's it called then they regress they feel ashamed they cover up then there were human tribes right then they join human tribes and then they keep they try and enlighten the human tribes with their limited knowledge but they eventually die out and that begins the evolution of humans adam and eve teach them language they teach them agriculture the evolution then the cycle dies they die out their family continues the smart people boom the tribes get smarter and smarter and smarter. They kill all of off the other human beings. Boom, society creates again. Boom, another Adam is born. Discovers time travel. Time travels to the end of time. Meets the same people that they met. This Adam is a prophecy from the last generation of people. And then the movie ends. That's it. That's how it fucking ends. It's just a it's a it's a cyclic it's a you know cyclic paradox. What? You know how you're saying you go through the t- like the uh, space in between the black holes yes you enter at 6 o'clock you leave at 6 o'clock yeah they enter knowing everything and they leave knowing everything they go do all that shit regress come back and then they enter again knowing everything so it's just like that exactly it's completely it, even though it's like even though they the actually go on a journey over billions of years they still have to end up going back in just to come back out. Mm-hmm. So it could either be the longest journey ever or the shortest journey ever. You could go in and out, in and out, in and out. But that in and out, in and out, leave at six o'clock, enter at six o'clock is the same paradox as go through a wormhole, create life in a whole other like universe. The universe ends, go through that thing again. That is just the same enter at six o'clock, leave at six o'clock. No time has passed. Their universes have ended. Anyway, that's what I wanted to express. Do you reckon that's interesting? I feel like that was very botched your explanation because uh, of like because only because we like we I've got to go and so is Tom, but because I've we've talked about this before like I was there when you were coming up with the script like and we'll bounce on ideas off each other like yeah, it's like it's a pretty good script like it makes sense but that was kind of a bit bing, bing, bing. yeah so, I was trying to get it out yeah I know that's why I reckon I was gonna tell you like maybe you should explain it like next episode when we got plenty of time but. Uh, um, it's what it is. Hopefully, if someone hears it and it's the first time they've mm. ever heard it, it'll be really interesting. Well, uh, 
That about do it for the first episode yeah, of uh, Nightmare Ups. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I have been your host, just Angus Munro. Fuck the boys. What, did we just have a whole conversation about how gender doesn't matter? <laughs> you weren't meant to be <laughs> wrapping up the show. No, I only want LGBT listening to this. <laughs> fuck humans. Spot the cisgender. Right, I've been anyway. You've been Harry Stretton. Our guest has been Tom Echo. Uh, yeah. Follow AKA him on Spotify. Young like his Young song Jamie. Smile. Thank and, you. you know, see you in the next one. That's that. Peace oh, out. All right.